Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ampliverse Book Club. This month, we will we read <laughs> the novel The Maid by Nita Prose, which was voted Goodreads 2022's Best Mystery and Thriller. So high, high accolades, okay? <laughs> okay, no, no, the we're not very... The People's Choice Award. The People's um, Choice Award. The people, the people yeah, picked. The people voted. Yes. What a choice. <laughs> okay, but here is the lineup of today's book club members. First and foremost, thoroughly entertaining, intriguing, and utterly compelling Allie. Hello, Allie. Hello. Up next, we have one-of-a-kind heroine who will steal your heart, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hello. And finally, a heartwarming mystery with a lovable oddball at its center. It's me. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another conversation. All right. Like I said, we read, we picked a People's Choice Award winner. <laughs> we picked the maid. And now uh, we're going to go around the table and we're going to say how we liked this book. Um, who, I think I'll start just because I feel like I may, we'll see. I'll, I think I'll start and then I think we'll kind of. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm more in the middle of this book. So I, it was a hard read for many reasons. I think for me personally, it was hard because, yes, it is in this very clear perspective of Molly. And so when you are reading books like this, you really have to be like, you know, like there needs to be good qualities to really sink you in and believe and carry that you are letting yourself be carried by this one perspective, this entire book. And for me, it took a while for Molly to do that. I knew, I felt that it had to establish a lot of Molly's like quirks, which we'll get to later <laughs> as to, you know, the fact that I have to call it quirks or like what makes her different. Um, I had a tough time with kind of like following it because I just, I was so hesitant because I just felt so bad for her the entire time. I did feel, you know, the eyes, the snickering, the whispers, how, how her coworkers make fun of her. I felt that the entire time, even up to like basically the red herring where they think that, you know, that she's framed for this murder, um, that I was like, I, I've lost all hope. I really, I really hope this ends happy because I'm so sad right now. Um, so that was, it was hard to read because I, I just felt, I empathize with her so hard. And I just throwing throughout the book, I also just like at the same time couldn't relate with all the people around her. Cause I was like, if I saw this person in my place of work, I would not be doing all these things to her. I feel like it would be very clear. And this will also probably still be involved in our conversation <laughs> later on. But like, I'm, I, I wrote in my notes that I'm too much of an ENFJ to ask for help anyway, that I would be like, everyone was just making her do everything for them. So I just, I felt like really frustrated about that. But I did like kind of like the turn for, I, I was very happy that they were like, okay, she is a good person. She will get a good ending. Like she does, she gets away. Like she does not get, you know, punished for things that she didn't do. Um, and like the, the things that I did like was that she was able to kind of like create these friendships as soon as Charlotte and Mr. Preston came into the story, I was like, I am in, I am just, I want more. This is it. And great. Um, introducing Juan Manuel as a character where she kind of like develops a friendship and later down the road a relationship. I really like that. And so I, I, I was kind of like reading along for that. So it did kind of pick up for me, I would say after like halfway through the book. So overall, uh, uh, yeah, sure. 
overall a sure. I gave it a four stars on Goodreads. So, okay. Uh, let's go backwards. Let's go Catherine next. <laughs> okay. So I was a little bit disappointed mm-hmm. because I love a good mystery. I, and so you, I, you, we discovered it together in this podcast. Together. Podcast, <laughs> we discovered my love of a good mystery. Um, and um, this ain't it, sis. Um, <laughs> what? It's just, oh, also, I have not explained that I am at the lobby of the Regency Grand right now, too. That's why. Oh, I see. <laughs> so, I yeah. see. Yeah. Um, it's, it, that was harsh. It's not that bad. But it, it was just like, I guess... I, I had a really hard time and I am a neurodivergent person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ADHD AF <laughs> and, um, I have that, that same enhanced sense of justice yeah. and I was mm. aggravated by her not for her lack of consistency with that enhanced mm-hmm. sense of justice. Mm-hmm. I found I, now I did have like, Throughout the book, I was definitely, I had that same moment where I was like, man, I hate all these people are taking advantage of her. Like I, mm-hmm. I definitely had those feelings. And I also felt great relief when um, Charlotte and Mr. Preston came into the picture. Very relieved at that moment. I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. You know, but um, the ending though, um, I just felt like we took a sharp turn. Mm-hmm. there at the end and um while it was interesting i was like eh? like it just didn't feel aligned you know yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 so i i did not enjoy it as much as i typically enjoy mystery i can't remember if i gave it i gave it at least three stars on goodreads it I was think three or four I think, yeah i think i looked at it i think because it shows you your friend what your friends rated it right 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 yeah i gave it three or four like i i because I read it fast, like it wasn't a tough, it wasn't hard yeah. to listen to other than me being like, oh, this poor kid, you know, but then I was just like, and the more I've thought about it, the more I've been like, not, not my favorite, not yeah. my favorite. Yeah. but it wasn't bad. It was, it was, I'm glad that I read it. Yeah. So. Allie, how about you? What are your thoughts on the book? Uh, so I think that this was a great concept squandered. I think that mm. the, the basic idea of it was very sound, mm-hmm. but I think that it wasn't handled in a successful way. I think we'll talk more about um, the main reason what, I, I, what I'm calling the coded neurodivergence. Uh-huh. Um, I felt like that was a misstep. Yeah. I thought that just overall the way that it all played out it just wasn't for me and and another interesting thing that I think in like looking at the reviews and and talking to a couple of people about what they thought about the book Mm. they were like this is a really just like cozy mystery and I was like I don't know what's cozy about this like what part of to me I'm like if I think about like Agatha Christie and it's you yes. know there's it's this kind of it's like, in a oh. it's in a manor in the woods and everyone's right, wearing right. sweaters and it's like no no this is kind of an upsetting thing that's happening I'm not quite sure what part about it is cozy so anyway so <laughs> I actually still I still have not given it a rating on Goodreads because mm-hmm. I I feel the way that I feel about it is very like visceral. I feel Mm -hmm. really strongly about what bothered Mm -hmm. me about it. And Mm I am, I'm going back and forth where I'm like, am I judging it too harshly because of my issues with it? Anyways, it's, 
As if anybody's out there like, what did she rate it on? What would she say? Clearly, clearly RJ wanted to know. No one's losing sleep over it. But uh, um, yeah, it just, it it wasn't all the way there for me. It was Mm -hmm. was kind of a a disappointing um, execution, I will say. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I definitely agree. But let's, okay, let's jump in. Let's talk about Molly, Little Miss Molly, Molly the Maid. Um, this isn't the first time we've read, you know, like a first person narrative. Like we've, we read part, parts of Carrie were, were in that voice. Uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue was in that voice. Um, I think Book Eaters was for like half of it, right? Like yeah. Book Eaters, like the past was her perspective or something like that. My sister, the serial killer. Yes. Sister serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like we, we've read, we've read titles that have, this what i thought was interesting was like when so Catherine like gave us a little clue before i even read it and then she was like is anyone else getting like curious incident of the what is that dog at night time dog Mm -hmm. at night time so i was like oh okay so they're gonna play like a kind of like some something on the the spectrum um and then as i was reading it i noticed that a lot of it was like being very descriptive in order to kind of like establish that like this is how Molly thinks she thinks in her grand's quotes she thinks you know very process and orderly the way she like kind of like everything is a step to step um but at the same time I was kind of like she it wasn't like fully and obviously you know people are are, are not stock characters they're whatever like they're they're you, yeah yeah they're real people. They're real humans. So I did appreciate that there was like, she was, she was like still yearning. She was still kind of like having these emotions of like, I know that they're talking about me. I wish they didn't like, but she's trying to like process things with like how she knows how to process things. And so I, I did like that about it, but yeah, I, there's something half baked about like following her voice. I can't really pinpoint what it is. I don't know. It's How the lack of consistency for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's the lack of consistency because the thing is, you know, I mean, again, the ending is very different than the whole story. And there's I mean, there's there's pieces in it that are not very consistent. But when like, you mean when the she, ending, do you mean like the epilogue or do you mean like how the story wraps up like the few months later? ending um no i do not mean a few months later i mean i mean the parts where i because i listened to it i don't know if it was the epilogue or not i don't remember and i also read it a long time ago like a long time what yeah what event are you talking about as the end i am talking about and this is massive spoilers (laughs) i am talking about the the pillow situation um with mrs black Yes. So that I, was the in the book that was labeled as epilogue. Oh, OK. So so the full ending was the several months later after the trial. Juan OK. Manuel. Yeah. OK. And the and, and like I'm less bothered by the grandmother situation um, because I don't know how many choices they had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am I am very. It is interesting to me that she it ends up right she had been they were trying to frame her for this murder and in the end she has framed someone for this murder you know what i mean yeah. like that just mm, i don't it doesn't sit well with me it doesn't sit well i don't like it 
Allie, what did you think of Molly? And like, you know, just like following, how was your experience trying to follow just her? Like her voice. Um, you know, I, I, I think to Catherine's point about the inconsistency, it was just it, it, it kind of baffled me a couple of times, and I, mm-hmm. and I think you know, there's one thing of having like an unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. um, which I think she pretty clearly was based on what we get at the ending. And yeah, like I fully like she fully lied know. to us. Like the, the yeah, time. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Have either of you read Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine? Okay, so someone, I was looking at the pull quotes in the book and someone said, no, we haven't had a heroine as charming as Eleanor Oliphant. And I, so I Googled okay. what it was. So I, I read that a couple of years ago, but okay. I really liked that and I didn't have the same problems with it. Was, did it's they share not, the same characteristics? Like there's like. Kind of, there's okay. a difference there. Um, and it's not, it's not like a thriller or mystery. It's just fiction that Mm -hmm. has kind of a twist to it that you don't necessarily see coming. And so in that sense, it's like, I, you know, there's one thing about having an unreliable narrator where you're, you're not totally sure if you're supposed to believe them all at all times, but it was Mm -hmm. like the first instance of that was when she pawned the wedding ring that she found because it Mm -hmm. was so, because it it felt like too very out of character. He yeah. had been talking about going to Mr. Snow and being like, and this person did this and this person did this. Yeah. And it was like, wait a minute, like what? I'm confused. So yeah. it was it was interesting. It was like the author built ro- rules for her to follow, but only when convenient. Exactly. Exactly. Story. And, and the other thing is like, I guess I feel like, because when she's having the conversation with the ex-Mrs. Black, she's talking about how she knows all of these things that the entire book, we've been led to believe she doesn't know. Like, if I'm remembering correctly, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she knows that she's being snowed by these assholes. And it's like, how, like, none of what she says about the current Mrs. Black makes sense, None of what she like says in her head to us mm-hmm. once we know that she actually knows who did it. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I think too, as I'm thinking uh, and kind of processing all of this now is one of the things that I had left in the notes was that I thought that she kind of had this lo- this thread of like the invisible people in our lives and how Mm -hmm. we don't think about them. I think, again, there was a lot of potential to develop that more. I thought one of the more interesting interactions in the book was when she was talking to the detective and she was like, you and I are alike. We clean up other people's messes. And the detective was like, whoa, I don't know about that. And and I think when you you think about someone that's like the ex-Mrs. Black, um, who First. like, how do we talk about, you know, like middle-aged women in our society and how they're yeah. kind of swept aside and, and that kind of like, oh, I see you and, you know, that kind of like recognition between each other. And so again, it's like, I think there were these really great opportunities to like pull out these themes that were already <laughs> sort of there and that, and it, ju- it, they just weren't. I almost there. wish that the book was about her. I mean, the book is kind of about like her own personal morals of like, if I am a maid and my job is to clean and this is a version of me having to clean this up, I would have much rather 
what followed along a store a book of her and black mrs black and giselle and like her knowing those two like and to us knowing that those are the two truths mm-hmm. but i would much have rather follow that and be like okay who does she because i did think it was interesting of like because i was trying to think about like why why did she let this pass and then it never brought up you know like why did this why did the truth pass and she made a thing that was like it reminded me of like my relationship with me and my grand and i'm like how because she's an older woman i like how how? (laughs) does she look like her that's it like yeah I'm thinking as you're saying that, RJ, about like all three women together. I'm thinking about like a big little lies where they like yeah. together and there's a murder and they keep the secret and it bonds them. And yeah. also, sorry if I spoiled big little lies for you. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been like five, six years, I think. So I well, think and the book is even older. So yeah, 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 yeah. but anyways. That's so funny. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I just feel like um the inconsistency is really what gets me because it's it's not just the inconsistency of her choices. It's the inconsistency of what she says to us. Like, I partly wanted to go back and re-listen, but I was like, mm. no. Like that, because I was like, the things no. that she said made no sense. I'm yeah, like, they're no, not I'm real. Not, this yeah. book is gaslighting me. Yes! Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Which I so. mean, like, I, okay, I also... I'm a person who watched Knives Out too. And so it's like, okay, like there's a, there's a thing in like murder mysteries where yes, you are, obviously you're supposed to be led to believe one way over the other. Right. Right. And that's like a part of it. But I felt like this This was was the extreme of like, I don't, I, I really don't trust her now. Oh, wow. This is not that. It was a hat on a hat. Yes. It was overthought. There were too much. The twist Could have been her murdering her grandmother, but then there was the second twist. Yeah. Of, you know. But it was crazy because I didn't even see that as a twist because didn't the grandmother say, like, I don't want to go to the hospital. So when I go, she, it'll be here. She did, but uh, yeah. <laughs> didn't, right? Wasn't that right? <laughs> I still found it to be a twist because she has sent this man who technically didn't, I mean, he's done wrong things, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but he didn't murder anybody. To, to jail when she has murdered somebody and now she's not going to jail. Also, this is off topic, but can I tell you, because this is where my mind is constantly, like when I'm reading a mystery, I'm like, what's it going to be? Mm-hmm. And so when she said that she hadn't opened her grand store since she died, I was like, her grand is in the room. She's it's, the, it's she like, was never it's dead. It's a psycho situation where it's revealed that his mom <laughs> oh, is a her, skeleton. Yes, her, yeah. You know, I was like, I was like, that's what it's going to be. And it was to the point of like, I couldn't believe, like, I had lost a lot of trust by the time, like, the actual, like, crime of at least the, like, what was that? Ronald? I don't even remember his name. Rodney. 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 (laughs) That crime, as it was coming along, that I was like, well, great. Now I don't trust Juan Manuel, is this real? Like, is Charlotte and Mr. Preston, are they actually real? Because there was that moment where they caught Rodney and then, like, the detective looked at her through the cafe that I was like, oh, no, was she wrong? Was it? Was she duped again? 
Yeah. See, see, that was the thing is like, I found all of that stuff to be very predictable, you know, and I thought that was intentional. Like all of the, as soon as it was clear that she was into Rodney and she was like, we haven't been on a date in a year. I was like, there's some shifty shit going on over here. And, you know, obviously we all knew when she's like, why are there powdered donuts? Like we all know what's (laughs) up at this point. But like, I, I also never got shady vibes from Juan Manuel the whole time. So it was like, I, that stuff I I found predictable. And so I guess that's why it was like, what is happening at the, with with the end? (laughs) Like, I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't because it's like, Everything that she questioned to us as readers makes no sense. Everything yeah. that she like, it's it's like she was writing a diary as a cover up for the actual story. And that's what we read. And I'm like, gone girl. That's apt. Yes. That's what it feels like. Because even to us, she's like, I've been lying to myself recounting the story because this right. is actually the, the truth. The whole time <laughs> she's been lying. All the things. All the things. <sighs> Look at me. I'm so. like, oh. I need to get back to my room in the hotel. Oh, I can't deal with this. Where's my key card? Where's my key card? Oh, Cheryl. Um, it also just reminded me there was, I think it was a Criminal Minds episode, but I remember there was one that was like a murder that was clean. And then it turned out that like all the maids killed the person. Um, and like no, no one ever found out because... There was no they cleaned up. Left. Yeah. So I was like kind of thinking like, oh my God, what if it was, if there was something there? Um, mm-hmm. anyway, that was because I was just like grasping, like what is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, so while we were writing notes, I noticed that Allie kind of like wrote, you know, the notes about coded neurodivergence. Her own novel. <laughs> her, her own novel. Um, I had a little bit of free time today. Yeah, so she did a little bit of research, and I was actually shocked. So you found this article, and it is talking about this book, right? And like the issue mm-hmm. of Molly, the character with this book, right? Yes, I cited my sources. Happy to send the link to anybody <laughs> that uh, wants to question the veracity of the claim. Yeah. Um, I- Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Go, to, yes, I'll go get, ahead. Go ahead. Summarize. I tried to read it, but I was wrong about what time we were. Give meeting, us the so abstract. Like, <laughs> yeah. So basically, the 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 big, I think, RJ, what you're saying, the elephant in the room is what I mentioned earlier, which is this kind of coded neurodivergence, where, um, and I'll just read quickly this quote from an article that I found. Um, Whether or not Molly is on the autism spectrum is beside the point, according to Prose, the author, who didn't label the maid because she wanted to show, quote, what it means to be the same as everyone else and yet entirely different, unquote. If she had given her a diagnosis, some readers might focus on Molly's differences and miss the point. Well, I want readers to step behind Molly's eyes. I want them to live inside her skin, to live as her without any preconceptions. And I hope then that if we live as her, we learn to love her, unquote. Mm, I am getting so some major. Back there. Yeah, I'm getting major like. I'm not seeing color. Like I'm seeing past what it is. And I'm like. And also, is she suggesting that if we were to say that the character had autism, that we would automatically not feel sympathy or empathy towards her? <laughs> right. It was so crazy. What The point would be to like, what is it? Li- she didn't want what it means to be the same as everyone else entirely. Um, 
differences would be the would not be the point. Oh, beside the point. I'm like, but that was the point was that she was different. That's literally the whole point. (laughs) That's that's that is the point. I think so. I think that what bothered me and why I ultimately think it was a disservice for her to not specifically say, and I and I the reason why I'm continuing to say neurodivergent and not autistic is because I'm not I'm not a professional who can diagnose someone with anything. With words. Um, <laughs> and and plus it's a fictional character. Yes. But yeah. that if you look at the reviews for this book, 90% of them are like, Molly is an autistic maid. And mm. we don't know that she is, number one, but it it feels like the author is trying to have it both ways where yes. it's like, yes. I have like diversity representation in my book. But then if someone were to call her out on something being problematic or like it's, you know, you were insensitive about how Mm -hmm. you portrayed it, then she can be like, oh, no, but she's not autistic. She's just socially awkward. Right. You can't you can't have it both ways. I literally Mm -hmm. I I saw Allie writing this note and on the Google Doc. This is, you know, behind the scenes. And I literally (laughs) wrote the sentence. This is why I don't like Dear Evan Hansen, because this is my exact same problem with Dear Evan Hansen. It is like he's just socially awkward and different. That's why he does this. And it's like, but then I'm specifically talking about the movie because I've not seen it on stage. I've heard it's it's a little bit. I've heard it's a little bit more like. obvious. they're two different experiences but in the movie ben platt is fully playing him or at least it's conveyed as that he is he's fully on the spectrum and everyone is just like what very like here very mean very like whatever and like if it this was happening in the real world his mom who was a nurse (laughs) would be like you are not awkward the uh, this is there's there's a disability going on. And he was in so much therapy. His therapist would be like, this is, you, you have yes, autism. You, are, you know yes, what I mean? Yeah. This is a girl who has literally, like, it's basically like a very sheltered life. He's, she has had one person. Yeah. And like, I, 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 I definitely agree with you, Allie. Like, as someone who, my brother is autistic, I like have grown up with this my entire life. And I also like have experience of that, like, Yes, people talk, you know, like there, but like now we are so much more educated and, and well versed that even like, yeah, like the readers are the ones that are like giving a diagnosis to this character. And I feel like if this character was on the spectrum and it was very much like I, you know, and she even says it, I think I would have had a a better experience. I think well, because then it would have a point of view of like, okay, right. this is a person who is a frame of reference. Yes, a frame of reference and like going through the like a moral like uh journey and like really questioning her morals and like actively being like my I cannot think outside of my moral spectrum because mm-hmm. I <laughs> I can't except that she does. Except that she does. Yeah. So it's like very much like, yeah, like it's, it's like queer coding characters too. It's like, I'm only picking when it is appropriate or when it is convenient. Well, and, and the interesting thing, the thing about that quote, um, for me that, that you were read Allie was like, I I mentioned that it gave me curious incident of the dog at nighttime Mm -hmm. vibes. That character is labeled as autistic. That boy is autistic. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that book in a long time. But I remember feeling empathy for that character. And that was a long time ago before we had all of the knowledge that we have now, before we had such a drive now to like 
build inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was very labeled autistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had no issues experiencing empathy for this, for this character. So it's like, I, I, it's interesting that that's how she would say that because it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. So, and, um, Allie, you wrote this note about, um, law enforcement too, if you want to speak Mm. on that. Cause I want to, I want to, yeah, I was talking, I was talking to, um, somebody and she said that she had had a friend who works with, um, people who are on the autism spectrum and that they had gone out on like a, like a day trip or something. And that there was an issue with law enforcement where it, it was just a, a misunderstanding mm-hmm. where the, the person, I guess the chaperone, the person leading the trip mm-hmm. had to kind of intervene on behalf of the person who was on the spectrum because there, it just wasn't, you know, it, see, the behavior, and I, I don't know the situation, but where it was, they like just the needed the assistance. Seemed, yeah, yes, you know, suspicious in some way, and I, and I think that again, where I'm talking about the potential of this book, where it was like, I feel like if she had explicitly said, then she could have shown this whole light on this yeah, very literally. real issue that happens. Yes. Real, where their behavior, by very nature of who they are as people, comes across as suspicious to law enforcement because it's not understood by society writ large. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it literally, it's literally gotten black people killed that are autistic, yes. you know? Yes. 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 And it also it's, it's just baffling. Cause it's like, yeah, we, we want to see her for who she truly is or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, but then that's yeah, part they, of who she is. That's part of who she yes. is. But then at the ending, then if she's flawed, it's, I don't know, like now all the jigsaw pieces are coming together of like, oh yeah. Like if they, if they just made this a a part of her character, then like it would have been, I don't know, just more complete. I feel like, (laughs) um, our last note we made was that that we felt like the story was like very much a story of convenience. And I think we've lucky for us, we've read mysteries before. And so I, yeah, I'm curious like how this fared um, to our, to, to the mysteries that we've read and like how your experience overall with mystery, I think for, I know for me, like speaking, like I, when I was reading it, I, I just knew the points of like, okay, it's got to set up everything. And then when the, and then there's going to be, you know, a red herring or someone who thinks is is the suspect and then it all comes out. And so it was interesting to like watch it from like one single perspective. And the entire time I kept thinking about like, cause we know that this is going to be a movie with Florence Pugh. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of like picturing how this plays out. So how did how did you do you all feel? I know Ali, you had you had notes about convenience. I you know I, I think the biggest thing to me, and I just want to say this because I need it out in the world. Are you really <laughs> telling me that this like five star hotel? How many four star? I don't know how many yeah. stars a hotel can get. Had not one surveillance camera <laughs> anywhere. Not a single one. Oh, thank okay. you. If it was Mr. so, Snow. It, with a Miss Mr. Slow, and literally like all of your high level clients, no way. Speaking of Mr. Snow, <laughs> what was going on in his hotel? 
They should I thought he was going to be involved. I did think he was going to be yeah. involved. Too. Yeah. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, did. I, I was very happy that Cheryl wasn't, which made, made me very happy that like sometimes people are just completely useless and incomplete. Sometimes people are just total assholes. <laughs> and that's people just who are they just are. Terrible. So I was like, oh, well, that's nice that Cheryl just was a, an awful person. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was an asshole. Now, I, I yeah, the world building of the hotel could have been done. And like Allie and I literally we were like, we don't have to talk about this on the pod, but where the fuck was the story? Like, were we in New York? Were we in the UK? Where the So fuck okay, were- here's what I thought. <laughs> I thought that we were in the States because of the way everyone else talked. Uh, yep, 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 yep. And her grand was British. Oh, so and you remember because she took everything that her grand said and like parroted it mm. right so i think that's why she said things like trolley and like why she spoke you know very very yeah. proper according to Mrs. so then Black. would she have moved like a long time ago if she had like yeah. that full I, relationship I think, with yeah i think um i think molly was born in the states but she was mm. raised by her british grand mm. who she saw as the end all be all of everything and so she picked up all this British lingo. That's yeah, but, my, that's the vibe. But Mr. I, Preston was asking for a cup of teas too. So, well, he knew her back her. in the day. He knew her back in the day. He came from yeah. England too. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Look at us trying to put, put, put that's pieces a, together because they weren't. That's a good explanation though, Catherine. Yeah. Because I was yes. the whole, I was like, I don't know where they are. I don't know where the, I literally was like, I feel like I I'm in Times Square because I'm like, it's that all garden. Square, it's that giant all garden. garden, right? <laughs> uh, also, speaking of like product placement, RJ, did Olive Garden underwrite this book? Oh my God. The, I mean, I did. I, I will. I do I love hi- a good soup and I highlighted before. those on my Kindle, absolutely. Because I was like, I love, and that's why. That's why that it just adds more of the like, if she was on the spectrum, it would have made sense because it's like the hyperfixation of things, the like order and process of like, this is the place where we go. This is the place where we go, period. You know, like stuff like that, that I was just like, oh, it is so many ideas half baked that I felt like rushed. And I mean, not to like just. The, the writer did a great job. The author did a great job of creating a story, but it was just like, it was kind of interesting how like this felt like it swept up people. And right. That's what America. I was going to say. It was a good morning America pick. And, you know, I was like, right, okay. that's what really blows my mind. <laughs> I I'm like, maybe I can write a book. People, I think, will really do anything for a murder mystery because when I yeah. read yeah. Where the Crawdads Sing, I was like, no. Oh, really? But people went crazy for it. Yeah, so I really yeah, think yeah. that people are just desperate for a murder mystery. Yeah. And assume Oh, I could do like, better than that. <laughs> Catherine, please. Catherine, Next please. Nano Remo. Next yes, Nano please. Remo. 50,000 words. You can do it. I can do oh, it. Oh, my God. Right. Okay, last, last, uh, last thoughts out there. A meh, a fine, a sure. <laughs> I would like, honestly, to contrast it with the curious incident of the dog at nighttime. So if anybody has read these okay. two things recently, yeah, no, that's good. I should reread that's, it because I read it a long, long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It was a really long time ago, but I I I was like, because I feel like he was, I feel like he was framed for killing an animal of some kind yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I can't remember all the details, but I really I feel like this is like the cheap, like this is the wish version version of a curious incident of a dog at nighttime. 
from yeah. from what I remember. So awesome. Well, I'm gonna that, I'm gonna great. give it two stars. Okay. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait to see it. it because you know what? A, a three star. I'll reread. I'm not gonna reread this. Wow. Okay. That, I like that you have that definition. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That helps. Well, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for talking us through The Maid. Um, we did not have a next election because we're actually going to be taking a small break. Um, but if you, that means you have all the time to watch, watch, listen, read through all of the books that you have missed. Because I have, I've, people have reached out and said, like, I know that you guys do a book club. I haven't done any, but I really want to. Well, now's your time. Catch up on all of them. We've picked some great ones and some fun ones to talk about. So uh, this is definitely, mm, if you get to the end of the list and you want to read one more, sure, go ahead, read this. But <laughs> Read it and tell us we're wrong. That's true. Exactly. Read yes. it with the curious incident of the dog at nighttime. <laughs> yes. Do a double feature. Give but us yes. the book report. But any of the books that you uh, that we have read here in the book club, you can find them on the Ampliverse Bookshop. And if you purchase a book there, it not only helps the Ampliverse, but also a local bookstore in your area. So thank you, everyone, for watching or listening along to the Ampliverse Book Club. You can find us on social media at the Ampliverse on Instagram. And if you want to keep the conversation going, you can email us. You can join the Discord server that's linked on the episode. And if you love the show and the others we do here in the Ampliverse, and if you feel obliged to tip, you can on our Kofi. That's also linked here. Catherine, thank you so much. I had I always have so much fun talking about these characters, and I'm glad that you know we we're able to always uh, <laughs> just go for it. I love it. <laughs> thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time. Until then, read on. Bye. Discovering voices, meeting worlds, the Ampliverse.